Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You are now listening to episode 10 of the Thanks for Trying podcast. My name is Corin, and I'm fucking excited about this episode. This is a long emotional intro alert. Feel free to skip forward like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever, if you don't want to hear it. This, of course, is the last episode of the season. So thank you so much to everyone who has been listening the last 10 weeks. It makes me seriously emotional to hear from you and how much it makes you laugh on your way to work. If you've spat out your coffee on the bus, it makes me feel all warm inside. Thank you to every guest that has been on season two. It's not about PR. There's no managers or agents involved. People just come on and want to chat shit with me, and I appreciate that. I do this shit for fun and to shine a light in the vast chasm of darkness that surrounds us. And yes, that was unnecessarily deep, but it had to be said. So usually I say the same shit. If you like it, share it, tell a friend, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. But I've changed my mind this time. I don't want you to tell anyone. This is our thing. It's a secret. They don't deserve it. And you know what? It's so fucking good. Because today's episode, the final episode of season two, is so fucking special. It's the first ever one of just one guest. The legendary Taika Waititi, director of Thor Ragnarok, Hunt for the Wilder People, What We Do in the Shadows, the forthcoming Mandalorian Star Wars TV show, Jojo Rabbit with Scarlett Johansson that's out next year, and so, so, so much more. Thank you to T for his time. We usually get fucking drunk and chat shit so that it was only right that we recorded it at the Savoy in London. Big thank you to Rekha Vodka for the booze. Happy Christmas Eve to everyone. Have a wonderful Christmas seasonal period. Please, please be kind to yourself. It's a turbulent as fuck time of year. So do all of the things that you love. Thank you for listening and enjoy. <laughs> What's up? What's up? All right. Uh, you're number three. No, one, two. You're number one. Okay. I'm number one. I'm on mic number one. Let me turn this you is the up. Level. This is my level. This is the level that I drop my shit. <laughs> I do my interviews. And I never get louder than this, but I do get, uh, I never get quieter than, I never get quieter than this. That's real. That's real husky. That's so beautifully husky. I like that. That was almost like, um, so uh, what do you want to know? That was like jazz radio voice. <laughs> this, that's standard. Okay. Next up, smooth listening. Delicious, delicious listening. On delicious beats <laughs> through the midnight. 
my this entire podcast is just going to be my annoying laugh. I know that's going to happen. So don't make me laugh too much. Well, you should know what, like one T-dog. of those radio jockeys has got a button for their laughter. Yeah, true. <laughs> I want one of those now, except I have different laughs for different situations. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I've got like the sort of, um, that wasn't funny, but I'm going to humor you by laughing. Yeah, what, of... which, go on, hit me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so listeners, he's looking in the other direction when he's doing that. Mm, he's, yeah, yeah. He started laughing and then it tailed off. Yeah. It tailed off a little bit. Yeah. Then he looked to the left. Yeah. So that's how the... <laughs> Yeah, it did. <sighs> oh, perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> 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 it's good. I hadn't even started, so that's all right. Just up there is fine. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. All right. So that was the little, the little taster beginning, because uh, I hadn't even done the welcome yet. I knew the Do ice was coming. The ice had been delivered. I'll set the scene. Okay. I'll set the scene. Okay. Where are we? <sighs> London. London. Uh, as England. It, England. With the Savoy Hotel, the famous With the Savoy. Fucking Savoy Hotel. Bear in mind, I'm a Londoner born and raised. I was born in this fair, sodden city. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Savoy before. Yeah, well, this is my first time as well. Wow. Um, They've got battle. You saw the guy who came in before to deliver the ice. He's got tails. He's a jacket with tails. My guy delivered the ice. Like a pianist. The, the ice had a towel on it that is better than any towel I've ever used to dry my body. Yep. That's the way we like to do things at the Savoy. That is the Savoy. There's a view. That's the, the view Savoy experience that I want everyone to have. <laughs> <This is it. laughs> when I do my podcast, I only do them at the Savoy. This is the place. And this is only your second ever podcast, so I'm super gassed about that. I'm oh, not yeah, yeah, going to yeah. lie. I'm super hyped about that. Um, and also, I'm excited that you've started drawing. So by yep. the end... Um, by the end, there'll be some nice doodles. There'll be some on. great doodles. Um, people listening to this can write in and win... Uh, the doodle. You can win the doodle. You can, you can win, win my doodle. Win it. You can. You can you win. Can get your hands on Tycho's Tycho's doodle. Get. I mean, I already have. And what, what's my doodle like? I mean, it's pretty robust, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, it's quite square. Mm-hmm. Um, nice lines. It's definitely paler than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, but you can get your hands on this very same yeah. pale square doodle. Yep. Welcome to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode ten. Ten, God damn it! It's the last one of the season. Happy birthday, season two! Thank you so much. And also, this drops on Christmas Eve. So, Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas! This is your gift. This is the gift to you, um, the gift of Taika. So, I'm sober. I know I won't be soon. Mm. So that mm. means what I should do, as I've done on the nine previous episodes, I do the responsible thing. Yeah. Where I talk about serious things for the first little first okay. little bit. So I get them out of the way. Get them out of the way. Yeah. So I don't have to think That's about it. That's right. Them. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm um, happy to talk serious for about a minute. Okay. My first serious question. Yeah. How the fuck do you start to put together a blockbuster film? Because I don't understand. What's the first step? What do you do? We're talking about Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Um, Which well, is also, I, I'm not even going to gas you up. It's I a fucking team. love it's that a, film. It's a team effort. And because I'd never made one of these films before, I had to rely on that team. And so the great, good thing about Marvel is they've made, I think Thor is maybe number 17 or 18 mm. in, their, um, in, in their run of superhero films. Mm. And so when I came in, they hadn't had a failure. They have had basically 17 consecutive hits. Mm. And so I felt very relaxed about coming in to, yeah. to that system because I knew that they knew what they were doing. And I really just took it as an opportunity to learn a lot about about filmmaking, because all my stuff had been quite small and very personal films that I had made, and I'd had Final Cut and all that stuff. Yeah. And so I'd um, 
Yeah. I, so I, they very much felt like yours. So Eagle vs. Shark or they saw They saw Boy and uh, What We Do in the Shadows was actually basically based on, on Boy and what yeah. they took from that that um, that got me – well, got me the um, the interest and got me the interview and, and I met them. And so I think they – yeah, they liked the idea that I could do comedy but then also – with these films, the way that makes them, the thing that makes them work a lot is is having heart and having something, yeah. you know, it's, it, being able to tell a story, which makes the audience feel something. So, yeah. so it was that combination that I think they were looking for with Thor and um, and 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 when I came in, obviously being pretty um, pretty green, didn't know much about any of this stuff. I just I just handed it all over to them really, just yeah. to show me the way. Knowing that I could bring in my style and my, you know, my my sensibility and my tone and stuff, and but again, yeah, I just wanted to learn from the masters, really. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you have to compartmentalize quite a lot with a big task like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you have to really like delegate and give, put a lot of faith in the other departments because that's and that is different from previous films of yours, which were your babies, which were yeah. And I ended up doing it, yeah. And and on those things, as you as you do with everything else, you know, like. When it's your thing and you don't have much money, you end up doing all the jobs, yeah. and you end up, you know, taking creative control of everything, really. But with these guys, you know, we had the very best um, designers and artists, and um, you know, and production design teams, and and so, you know, we were, I was really spoiled. But also, that's exactly what you need is just to go through. You know, even with the costume designs, we went through for Thor's costumes. We probably went through a hundred different designs before we settled yeah. on on certain ones, um, and. And that's what's amazing about it as well, just seeing yep. all the, and also the worlds that we created. You know, sometimes I'd spend two months, you know, coming up with all these ideas for these planets and for these things and only to then find out that we cut that from the script and changed the yeah, planet. So this, and then, you this know, is so another thing developing. that I was going to ask you about it. Like how much, uh, you know, how, how much great stuff did you have in mind to do, whether you shot it or you didn't shoot it, that didn't actually make it? Like was there some stuff in there that you, had, you held really close uh, and, and did? Yeah, uh, there was stuff that – not, not a lot – there wasn't much stuff that I loved that got cut and I was really lucky to have that in the final film, a mm. lot of the things that I fell in love with. Um, and so – but in the script stage, there were a few things that, you know, a few ideas that I thought would be really great but they kind of just got axed because I think in a way they would have – now in retrospect, I, I, I do understand why. You know, at the time I was like, yeah, but this will be funny and then – but then I had to realise that a lot of the things that that might appeal to my taste uh, don't appeal necessarily to the Marvel audience, right, or okay. that it might undermine the story or the yeah. character and might not be have, in you, keeping and with yeah, Thor. You have to also be, you know, paying homage or not homage in, in sense, but you also have to, yeah, and you and you've got all of these rules in the Marvel, the MCU, yeah, 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 for that sure. You have to buy by of the three films that just went past and the ten films that are coming next, and like if you you That's can't right. step wrong. I can't just go in and go, oh yeah, but then Thor should die. Yeah. You know, and then... Yeah, and Hulk's black. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Hulk's yeah. definitely black, right? They're just going to screw everything <laughs> yeah. from before and coming after the film. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, in many ways I just stayed in my lane. Yeah. You know? <laughs> did, you, did you have a set of rules that, you know, like the Russos just came to you or, you know, whoever um, just came to you and went, listen, this is what's happening. I'm not going to, I'm not asking for any mm-hmm. in details, but I like the idea of, um, you know, yeah, I'm a logical was, guy. There was, no, there was a lot of talk in between the different films yeah. and with um yeah and definitely with like with the the two Avengers films that were coming after there were things that we had to check in with them and then when they yeah. started writing Avengers and when they were getting into pre-production 
they would then ask us to, you know, advice on what Thor was like and yeah. what happens in the end of our film. And and you can also say, well, I'm not going to give up this ending because I want it like this and this film mm. is the most important thing right now because it's being made and you're going to yeah. have to deal with that in your film. Or, yeah, or, or vice versa, though. Well, for this whole – for the Avengers to work, yeah. you know, it's got to be like this. Otherwise, you know, the, the whole thing falls apart. So there's – yeah, and there's a lot of, it's a lot of give and take because it's – you know, for the most part, everyone wants – to help each other, yeah, and so I would like do a, a sort of a dialogue pass or a character pass on some of the scenes with uh, Thor, just to make him more like our Thor. Yeah, because uh, when they wrote it, they hadn't seen any of our stuff, and they didn't realize what we'd done to the character and, mm. and changed him so much. So, so when I read that stuff, the first things they had in Avengers, he was he was kind of similar to the old Thor from the first two films, right? Um, you know, he spoke differently. And a personality. Kind of very uh, serious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different yeah. personality. So, um, but that was great. Yeah, so, so they, yeah, and they just took on board everything and I think they're really happy. Everyone's really happy with, with the new version of Thor now. And you, you've, you've had some distance from it now in terms of like time-wise. Can you can you look back with that same distance now and, and, and see the film in a different way? Because I know that personally when I record an album, it takes quite a while for me to go back and actually enjoy it. I need oh, yes. emotional distance from mm-hmm. it. So can you enjoy this? Can you enjoy Ragnarok? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it since um, since the premiere and I probably wow. won't see it for a while. I never watch my stuff after I've shot it. So yeah. I don't like, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it. I've seen my film so many times coming up to the, to the finish line yeah. that that's sort of it for me. And, and that's that, what go, that goes for everything? Yeah. Like ev- everything in the catalogue? Everything I've ever made, yeah. Okay. I've only, like, I haven't seen Boy since 2010. No! I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Evil vs. Shark since 2007. I haven't seen Shadows probably since 2014. You've got to see that. It's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, rec- I haven't seen I recommend people it. for a long time. Either. Yeah, yeah. That, that, just, that film changed me, man. Like, I know everyone comes up to you and goes, ah, oh, this film, man, it just, I, that must be the most annoying thing ever because I, I do feel like that when people say that about my music because I'm yeah, like, yeah. you don't know, how dare you say something positive to me? I can't take compliments. <laughs> that's right. No, um, that's a very New Zealand thing as well. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't, don't take any compliments. No, no, no. No, no, compliments are shit. Um, but no, that that was an incredible incredible film. Um, but is there something you're most proud of today even if you haven't watched I'd it? I'd say back? Boy. Okay. I'd say Boy is the thing I'm most proud of because it's the first film that was really in my voice and it had a lot of me in it. It was a very personal film. And and just seeing one clip today at this um, at this lecture series I did um, at BAFTA, I, they they played a couple of minutes of it, and there's things that I just completely forgotten it existed. And but now I've got so much distance from it and so much time that's like someone else made it, and I actually feel like I can yeah. enjoy it now. Like I, could, I was watching this this clip, and I was like, oh man, actually, that and that was really good. Possible distance as well, because you you you're there. They're forced. They're forcing you to watch it. It's almost like if you were in a hotel and something came on and it happened. To yeah, be on yeah, TV. yeah. That's right. You yeah. can pretend it's someone else. Yeah, yeah. And I think if I, you know, maybe in a year or so, if I was in a hotel and Thor came on, I'd probably yeah. end up watching it just yeah. to see, even though I can still. I can still kind of picture the entire thing, like every, yeah. every shot for shot. Um, okay, so speaking of Thor, uh, how much did you enjoy playing Korg? Well, I loved it because I love putting myself in all my films and I, you know, obviously yeah. I love myself enough to do that. Definitely. Um, and then, so, but that was, that, and that character was never really like a, he was never supposed to be a, a big thing. Yeah. And he was, I think he was only going to be in like one or two scenes just in the jail and, yeah. and then he disappeared, but because I got to do some writing on the film as well, um, when I did my pass on the script, I got to put 
a lot of him in there, and, mm. and then a lot more, and then a lot more, yeah. and he just kept he just kept coming back and coming back. So that yeah, that and that I, I really loved. I loved writing that stuff, mm. and I loved just being able to do a character that was very that I find really funny because it's he's basically a New Zealander in outer yep. space, and. Yeah, and 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 just provides some comic relief, but is also a character that's so lovable, mm. and people just you know really want to hang out with him. Yeah, like that's that that to me is like the idea of a perfect character that's not the main the main character, but just something like a nice supporting role that that um, people that complements the story. Definitely, like a, a guest verse from DMX. That's yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants to have that there. Um, so hopefully we'll see Korg return, but who knows. Who knows what will happen? Okay, so um, so I've got obviously I've got lots of Thor related things to ask you. You know, the, the quicker I get drunk, um, the more that will go out of the window. Yeah, good. Um, have another drink. I will. Um, Jeff Goldblum, man. Yeah, the Goldblum. What a hero to to mankind and womankind, and what a gift to this planet for whatever planet he came from, and he was gifted as a little alien child down here on Earth just to bless us for. You know, and a few he, decades. He sings and play, well, so he plays the piano. He plays piano, plays great jazz piano, and he <sighs> sings. He's actually a pretty good dancer, and uh, and he's just, I mean, he really is from another world. The way he just, I mean, his style, his sense of style, and the way he holds himself, and the way that he engages with people. He's got an encyclopedic knowledge of film. Um, he's incredibly smart, and and yeah, he's uh, he's he's. I can only describe him as sort of naughty. <laughs> but in the nicest, sweetest, sweetest way, you know. Cheeky, cheeky. He's a cheeky, cheeky guy. As fuck. And what was it like working with all of these? Obviously, you've had, you've worked with such uh, incredible um, actors uh, within your career up to, up to that point. Anyway, and of course, Sam Neill being one of them, being a legendary character. But what was it like to work with so many, like an ensemble of them in yeah. Ragnarok? Um, it was amazing because the, the, they weren't really around for that long. Like we block shot everything so all of Mark Ruffalo's stuff I think we did within a month and um, I think Kate Blanchett we had for about five weeks um, the only people who were there from beginning to end were Tessa and Chris right. and the rest of them I'm pretty sure just came in and out um, oh was it the oh was it so we've just got some pizzas arriving pizza delivery gang uh-huh. yeah, yeah thank that's you. great thank you um, yeah yeah so what was I talking about um, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by the table situation. It oh, yeah. looks great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to describe Just, it in full. Describe, yeah, it's a table on wheels with yeah. um, okay. some nice place settings. Oh, and Ooh, then two delicious one. looking pizzas oh. have turned up. <sighs> this, the smell this smells one good. Pepperoni. <laughs> oh, yes, and one is a margarita. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, Thank that's you, a, perfect. No, that, yeah, that's great. great. Look at that. There's a tiny Tabasco. Do you want me to sign the thing? Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you great. very much. Cheers. I just had a pizza delivery there. Uh, jazz radio, Tyco ready to to describe Welcome them. To, uh, pizza House, the Pizza House podcast, uh, broadcasting live from the Savoy. <laughs> uh, it, it does look pretty good, and it's also tortuous because you have to stare at the pizza. Yeah, while it gets just, cold, just out of arm's reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so where grandiose. were we? We were talking about um, Tessa and Oh yeah, that's right. On the, in the cast, so, and, Chris, and yeah. they were all amazing. Like I, and, and that was again a really cool learning thing for me mm. just working with all those different actors and seeing their different styles and seeing yeah. how they how they work together or didn't work together and um and yeah just just for me that was a big learning curve because I just really only worked with my friends and 
just to, to work with a whole lot of those people all together in the mm. same group was um, was great. And I was actually really lucky that I didn't have any egos to deal with or, you know, didn't have any arseholes on yeah. set and just everyone was there to do the work. And I think because it was uh, more of an ensemble piece, they all wanted to complement each other and, yeah. and no one really wanted to sort of take over and stand out. And I think that these days that kind of arsehole behaviour is, is sort of disappearing a lot from film, I think, now. Because yeah. there's just not much. There's no... Um, there's no room for it, and there's not much tolerance for it anymore. Is there a, is there a sense that if you are a fucking dickhead, then people ain't going to work with you? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, that's it. So it used to be that you could be the biggest asshole in the world, and people would saw if you were a big enough star, you know, you, people would still want to work with you. But now, I think people just feel that life's too short, and they don't. Yeah. they just can't be fucked. You know, working with a, yeah, a piece of shit. If, you, if you're stuck, like especially you were filming in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. If you're stuck abroad, you know, away from people you love, away from your mates, you don't want to be working with fucking assholes. You want to be working with the people that exactly, are going to come exactly. and play board games with you and whatnot. So, okay, so listen, I know you get asked to the high heavens about Thor. You must be so bored of it. But what's the thing that people ask you that you fucking hate the most? About Thor? Or just about, yeah, about movie, about screenwriting, or whatever it is. What, what don't you like answering? Uh, I don't mind um, answering anything. I don't, no I don't, way. I don't, no. I don't. I mean, if there's any, something, I'll, I'll I'll tell you. Okay. Just to just to answer the question. Okay, cool. I, I'm not going to say it just because I think that. Just so for, my next I'm trying question. To be an <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I, I actually like most things except for what you just asked me. Um, okay. So yeah. <laughs> to answer your question from 15 minutes ago, that question, you fucking that one, idiot. you fucking prick. Okay. So obviously, we we lost a, a legend, Stanley. Um, yes. Recently. Um, which is heartbreaking to to so many people, and uh, you obviously had had the pleasure of working with him. Mm-hmm. How closely did you liaise with him on 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 stuff? Well, not not really at all when we were making the film in general. But when we did his scene, he came in, and I mean, it was really like having royalty on set. I mean, mm. it, the whole place just shut down, and everyone was just. Everyone wanted to meet him and get a photo. I mean, he's a, he was a massive star yeah. on those Marvel sets, you know, and every actor, didn't matter who they were, was like, oh, my God, Stan Lee, Stan Lee's yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and, and me too. Like I, I felt that it was just it was reverence for him who, that it, to an extent where I was, I was – it's one of the few times I felt like really – lost for words being Star around Star. someone and starstruck yeah. and just not knowing quite what to say because there's just a sense that he could just shut you down at any mm. point not because he was an asshole he was super super sweet but um it's just something about some people where you think oh my god i don't know what to say i can't i'm not gonna get away with just being like oh good mate how you doing man you know <laughs> it's gotta uh, you gotta pay, you gotta be respectful and <laughs> yeah. you gotta you know there's just uh, and so i was just like oh hello mr lee oh hello i'm over here please stand oh thank you very much but he was like very casual and cool and fine and um and yeah and he was just loving what he created he, yeah. he loved going to the movie sets and seeing this his legacy yeah. in you know in the flesh and someone was saying that he had he had mentioned that uh, yeah it, it, despite having created this empire of comics and all the characters and everything the thing that he was most proud of the thing he was most proud of in his his, his whole life was doing those cameos because mm. I think for him it was like being able to see all of those characters yeah. for real it must be that must have been amazing for him so exciting and also testament to the fact that you should always do what you love. Yeah, life. and also exactly, and 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 also the, the fact that comics 
are important. Mm. Comic books, uh, I collected comic books when I was a kid and for me that was just one of the biggest escapes from my world and I just loved I just loved reading comic books and I just all I wanted to do was read collect comics and read them and just lie around reading comics. I just loved yeah. the stories and I loved the art. I loved um just loved the world so it took you away to. What was yeah. it, what what comics were you reading? Well, my big ones were Batman. I was big, big yeah. into um detective comics and Batman and um not that I was like a DC guy, but just that particular character I loved. Mm. I just loved the darkness. I loved all of the, you know, I just, I, I loved the character because he just looked the coolest. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of Marvel stuff, I was more into X-Men and New Mutants. Um, and I wasn't like into the like the kind of old school, like A-list um, superheroes. Yeah. And it's, those guys I kind of came into later on. Um like, but I remember we'd have like a lot of Iron Man comics around my house. I think one of my uncles collected them. I would have just read them all the time. Didn't even collect them. Yeah. So, so those ones. I, and I always loved Iron Man um, just because, again, he looked cool. Yeah, you know, it was just the ones, the the characters that I felt like just looked the toughest and looked the coolest. And, yeah. um, but even then in the eighties, you know, collecting. Spider Man or Iron Man, that felt like a real, that's like an old, old person's sort of thing. Right. You know? So, like, yeah, we would do, so, like, I, I, yeah, so a lot of the other comics I collected were sort of Dark Horse and, um, yeah. you know, just sort of those other sort of, um, what do you call them, the um, niche sort of comics, the ones that were just a bit weirder and, and um, not as mainstream, I think. So, that's so funny how that ch- it changes with, gen- like, even, for a couple of years, like I always saw that about DC comics. Oh, I can't read them because they're for the older generation. So when I was right. younger, I used to love Venom. Venom was my right. shit. Yeah, I used to love because my brother collected them all. He had so many, so many comics, and um, all the X Men comics were just incredible. But mm. my favorite was about fuck. I want to remember the name of them now, but it was a small. I think it was maybe one or two comics about uh, a team of characters that cleaned up after the Marvel superheroes had fucked up the oh, city. Oh, shit, that's awesome. And it, they are the fucking best. They would literally be Spider-Man, like, after, you know, Ultron had fucking ruined New York City. And <laughs> he'd be like, sorry, guys. Sorry, you have to do this. And it's like, awesome. you motherfucker. <laughs> I got to fucking go home. I'm, like, getting paid $6 an hour. And I got... Yeah. Like, look after my family. Yeah, it's awesome. And it awesome. Though, there's something about the realism of that shit that, yeah, that just yeah. got me every time. Well, that's the sort of thing I'm into. I mean, that sounds amazing because that is really, like, what I've based a lot of my stuff on is, like, the the people that you don't really think about. Mm. Like, you know, what we do in the shadows is, like, vampires who happen to flat together. And, yeah. and we're really asking the question, what do they do when they're not, Murdering people. Mm. Like, what do they do in their spare time? Because they can't be angry all of the time. No, and they can't be evil all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that and, that, and I think even with um, with even sort of to some extent with Thor, I wanted to show a little bit more of the, you know, like even though you can't really with him because he's yeah you know, he's the hero and he's got you got to give him a mission. Yeah. But I was always curious. I was like, what does Thor? do in his downtime and that's where those little uh, mockumentary things came around yeah, that we yeah. did in Australia yeah. um, with Chris and um, and Daryl well Thor and Daryl yeah. um, so 
And that, yeah, exactly, it's exactly the same as shadows. Really, it's like, so what does he do when he's on, when he's flatting? When he's got to pay bills? And <laughs> exactly. He's like, How does he pay bills? I feel like. And when do they ever go to the toilet? This always bothers me. When do superheroes go to the toilet? They never go to the toilet. They do they not have to? They don't have poop holes. Do they not? No. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> you heard it right here. You, you heard, heard it, it right first. here. Thanks for trying podcast. Thor <laughs> doesn't have a poop hole. Um, okay, so what we do in the Shadows TV show, mm-hmm. that's happening. Yep. Okay, that's happening and uh, shooting in Toronto right now. Um, the date as of right now, the date is uh, November the 24th. Uh, is it 2018 or Christmas Eve? <laughs> or is it Christmas <laughs> Eve? Well then, so actually to answer your question, we've finished shooting. <laughs> we finished shooting. <laughs> we finished shooting a week ago in Toronto. Whoa, whoa. okay, cool. Uh, and um, it went really well. <laughs> I remember back in I remember in late November when I was about to go to Toronto and shoot mm. the uh, the episodes. Gosh, it seemed like a lifetime ago. But I was at the Savoy Hotel, just in London, <laughs> sitting around, thinking, "God, how am I going to direct these episodes?" Yeah, yeah. And I was, and the next day, I, I remember I had to go and get on a plane back to LA and go and finish shooting the, my episode of The Mandalorian. And um, you know, I mean, I just felt like and, I had everything. You know, the, and how the world good was, was that pizza? Oyster. How good oh, was man, the that pizza, pizza that you ate? The, the the host really stopped stopped you from eating, if anything. Yes, right. That you were really angry at him for quite some time. And like, yeah, you talk about eating. yourself as in the third person as the host. The host, sorry, the really handsome uh, host. There you go. That's even better. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so wait a second. Fucking Star Wars, man. We just brush it over like it's nothing. You oh, know, Star Wars. Like, yeah, yeah. That's just a thing. Oh, that's that just a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Minor. Little tiny thing I'm doing. Okay, cool. So we won't even talk about it. Uh. <laughs> uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, like, yeah. Last week I was, um, I was shooting, uh, and just you know, like, having like stormtroopers on set, like oh. just seeing stormtroopers for real, and just it's just something, just something, just incredible about that world that that Lucas created. Mm. Just all those characters, and they're all. I mean, this it's just. Stormtroopers. When you come up with stormtroopers, it's just incredible. Yeah. And their suits, funnily enough, will weather any storm as well, which mm. is really impressive. Um, they really, those, those, those tro- they can troop through they, the storms. They can troop through that. So you're doing, so this is a TV series mm-hmm. and you're directing. I'm directing the very final episode. But yeah, 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 yeah. So, and that's been, it's been really cool. And now you're part of that lineage, which is, you know, which is fucking exciting. It's pretty amazing, man. Okay. It's pretty amazing. And so, all right. So you've, so Star Wars, then the next thing after that is Akira. Well, that's, uh, that's the, that's the plan. Okay. The plan. Yeah. I'm trying to do some writing on that and figure out what the, how this, how the story will unfold with, within a movie. Um, trying to figure out if it's more than one movie. Trying to figure, just trying to figure out, like you know, how to how to make, how to adapt the books because it's not a remake of the film because that's we don't that's yeah that was never the plan. It's not a re, it's not a remake because they don't have the rights to do that. Right. But it is an adaptation of the books, mm. which is good because it's you know there's six of those giant books and yeah. they're all amazing and I think that so much has been left out of of the original film. Was it something you read as a kid or something you discovered I didn't read it as a kid. My mum took me to see it at the cinema when I I was about 13. And that was like really life-changing for me. Because I'd never seen a film like that. I'd never seen an animation with so much swearing in it, with people, Mm. which was so violent. And, um, you know, people being gunned down in the streets and... um, 
yeah, it was like this is my first. I mean, it really blew me away. It was my first introduction to that style of, yeah. of animation. Um, and I've always been a fan of it since then and always wanted to see, at least see someone make a live-action version. Um, and now, interestingly enough, now I'm, I'm sort of, my name's there attached to it. I mean, who knows? I, I can't, like, until it actually happens, you know, you never really know because mm. it's, it's been plagued with a few issues over the years. I think yeah. I've been trying to make it for about 15 years. And um, so now, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll just ease into this and if it happens, it happens. And so are you are you feeling pressure from the fans? Because I know, obviously... Well, not, not really. Lo- none of them really know if I'm doing it or not. Okay. And um, you do now. Okay, um, great, cool. No exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. But it's, it's only exclusive and it's only real if it gets a green light and yeah, if it of actually course. happens. Of course. So, I, so, so to that, I always have backup plans. I always, I've got other projects that I want to work on yeah. and... You know, I'd like to do another thing with Marvel. Not sure what yet. Interesting. Um, I won't ask any questions. Well, I just because I don't know what it's going to be. Okay, cool. Um, and then I'd like to, but I'd like to do it with Chris again. So if there was another Thor, I'd you know I'd definitely be interested mm. in that. Yeah. Um, and then what else? I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to do. I'd like to do other big movies in in the states because I just yeah. feel like they're fun and and after doing five small ones or, or four small ones, mm. it's nice now to like move into that bigger world. Of and I'm always coming back to my small things as well. So is it the independent world is something you will never leave fully behind anyway? No, and I think my films, even the big film um, films, will have that feeling to them. I think Thor has got a real kind of independent vibe yeah. <laughs> to it in some ways. Yeah, just because yeah, of definitely. Like the way I've covered all my films in terms of shooting and stuff has got that similar look of that similar, it's, that it's similar human. feel. It's the humanity of it. You know what I mean? You want... You want characters to be flawed. You want them to be stupid at points. Yeah. You want them to say the things that I'd probably say to someone in a room and not get a laugh from. But <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. Like, because it's in the film, obviously it's funny. But the cringe moments, yeah. and that's the beauty of the of yeah what you do. Yeah, those moments that go on a little bit too long. A little bit you too know? long. And and those, yeah, exactly. Those like little awkward moments with no one knows what to say. Yeah. Like those things, I think. Just really like the, make the pizza things. guy coming in and right. not leaving yeah. straight away. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, you have an interrogation scene in a hotel and you know, that you've got someone strapped to a chair and then <laughs> just as you've had to torture them, the pizza turns up. He was so polite. He was so he was polite. He so was lovely. He was a lovely I, guy. You know what? I love that guy. I love that guy. That guy, we should get him back at some point. Maybe get him on the future episode. Um, okay. Raul, I think his name was. <laughs> Raul, he was straight up white, but his name was definitely Raul. <laughs> I've named him Raul. His his name was Raul. Okay. Um, so Raul sent in a question. Um, Jojo Rabbit, that's coming up. Jojo Rabbit, yeah. So I'm editing that, and that's a film Right about, now. Right now. As we speak, I'm doing it with my feet. Um, <laughs> that's a film about a little boy in, the, in, in World War II in Germany. Sort of in the he's in the Hitler Youth. I'm going to say it. He's in the okay. Hitler Youth, and um, he he discovers that his mother's hiding um, this girl in their attic, and so he doesn't. He's never met a Jew before, and he doesn't really know what to do about. It. Um, and it's just about him dealing with that and trying to get to know her and trying to sort of figure her out, and also torn between like you know whether or not he becomes friends with her or whether he should remain loyal to um, to the Nazis and to Germany and. Um, and so somehow find a way to, to defeat her or to get rid of her. So um, that's 
And it's really cool. I think it's, I think it's for me, probably, if I pull it off, will be my best film that I've made. Wow. When you pull it off. When I pull it off. Um, and you play the role of... Oh, I play um, an imaginary friend. So he's got this imaginary friend who's, um, who's a version of Hitler. But he's... Because he, he's, he's conjured out of this 10-year-old's imagination, he can only know as much as a 10-year-old knows. Mm. So he's Hitler, but he's an idiot. And so he's like a sort of goofy sidekick character. He just hangs out with the, the boy. Okay, okay. And when is this coming out? Do we even know yet? This, uh, we don't actually know when it's going to come out. Yeah. Um, I don't have to finish it till sometime next year, maybe March, April yeah. or May. I'll deliver it. Okay. And then hopefully by the end of the year. So what, in one year. In one year from now, from yeah. Christmas Eve. Um, co-starring Scarlett Hansen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like working with? I'm never going. I'm not going to say ScarJo. I'm not going to say it. I hate people that say that. I can just say. I'll just say Scar. 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 What was it like working uh, with Scar from Lion King? With Scarface. Um, she's great. I, I, I really loved it, and I've always really loved all her stuff. And she's just a nice person. I, I just want to work with nice people. Yeah. And sometimes you don't get that opportunity. Sometimes mm. you know things are cast for you, and you don't get a say in it yeah. but for the most part when I um, audition people or interview them for a job if I like them then that's like 80% of the, yeah. the, the, the job done yeah big time um, so you thank God for Raul man um, okay so <laughs> yum this is uh, just so you know the uh, Taika Doodle there will be better, better ones, better but the, the, the one currently is, I mean, it could be me. I don't even know. It could be me. It's got a heart above it. It could be Santa. It, it looks kind of like a, uh, a mixture. It's like a Santa. It's like a, oh, um, Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Santa. Hemingway Santa. So we're going to get that signed up and uh, we're going to auction it actually one. for all of the uh, pizza yeah, delivering hotel staff that need Christmas presents this year. So that's what God we're going to do. They need Christmas presents. God damn it, they need, they need those presents. Um, I'm basically going to loop the sound of you <laughs> during that I can hear in my headphones. I'm just going to loop that, put, put a drum behind it and um, make a banger, I think. Okay, I'm done with that. He's done with that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the crust is on Continue. A, a Savoy. Savoy. Savoy? It's not a Savoy. Okay, so, all right. So we've, I've, I've sped past... All of these important questions. I had hundreds of things that I've just, I've dappled in. I've like dashed in so haphazardly. Well, go you know, back. We've, we've t- you we can t- go back. We can always we, go we, back. No, we've, t- we've touched upon them. I'm quite getting quite drunk very quickly mm, from this. I can tell. Reka Vodka. Big thank you to Reka for sending that over. But one thing I do want to ask you more seriously is that, that for people like us in the creative industry, we are essentially fucking addicted to working and looking at your back catalogue of everything you've achieved and all of these amazing things that have been produced, it is apparent, unless I'm mistaken, that you work constantly, that you've got always got a job on the go. Oh, yeah. But how the hell do you relax and do you ever feel guilt if you have a chance to relax? Yeah, yeah, I do. I definitely, when I go off... Um when I, if I do, like, if I have a holiday or something, then I'll feel, I'll, I'll get really antsy and I won't, I won't be able to relax. I can yeah. for, if, if it's long enough, then I'll force myself to be able to, I can ease into it. Yeah. But it was like three days, four days, I don't, that's not relaxing. Yeah. Can you turn your phone off? Um, I actually can turn my phone off now. 
I can. I like I like doing that. But then also I have to like I have, once a day at least I have to come in and check everything and like, <laughs> reply to everything because then I get really scared that I won't have a job or anything. That's that. a good point. That's a really good point. But do you even get like the whole, like Christmas off, like Christmas Day or something like that, that where you're not worried? Yeah, but about I don't like Christmas that much. Christmas is shit, to be honest. Sorry, everyone, yeah. on Christmas Eve when you're hearing this. But honestly, your holiday that you're about to celebrate tomorrow with your loved ones is fucking shit. <laughs> it is a bit shit. Well, I just associate Christmas with the time of year when none of my mates are around. Mm. Like when I was a kid, I was like, I just want to go and play with my friends. Yeah. They'd all off be you know, with their families or be out of town. And I was like, oh, this is shit. Town's quiet. Everything's closed. And what am I going to do? Hang out with my parents? What was the town you no. grew up in? What's the name? Where, where were you? Um, well, most of my childhood was in Wellington, which mm. is the capital. Yeah. And then the other place was this um, town called Waiho Bay, which is W-A-I-H-A-U, which means the windy waters. How windy are we talking? They're all very choppy out there. Oh, my God. Yeah. You ain't surfing. Right on the beach. Oh, no, no, no. It was no surf. It was a really rocky area too, so it was not it was just good for fishing. I was. Great that was my next fishing. question. I was going to be you There's catching fish. a lot of marlin fishing and stuff out there, like oh, big right. deep sea fishing out there. Fuck. Really big. We've got a big trench, a big, one of those big bottomless trenches. Well, it's not really bottomless. There's no such thing. But big, like deep, deep trench <laughs> full, Apart of, from full superheroes, of giant, apparently, giant fish. Because they don't ship. No, well, part, yeah, superheroes, yeah, that's right. A bottomless. Um, okay, no, so what... what poop holeless. Poop holeless. They've got bottoms. <laughs> they've, got, they've got butts. They have the facade of bottoms, but with no exit. They're, uh, they're, they're frauds. Things. They are frauds. They're butts of frauds. <laughs> butts of frauds. Okay, so what's the biggest thing you've ever caught? Syphilis. After that, uh, gonorrhea. Uh, yeah. Okay. That sure. was a big deal, the Sif. The Sif. Also, because you never... Revenge, Revenge of the Sif. <laughs> It was there waiting for us. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest thing I've ever caught was, I don't know, probably uh, a kingfish or a snapper. Oh. Big, like a big snapper, big kingfish. Oh. I've never caught like a, I've never gone like trawling or marlin, marlin fishing, sorry. Yeah. How big are they? They're gigantic. They can be as, like, as long as a swim. No. Yeah. Oh my God. I've never been fishing because right. I was a vegetarian for you know, 27 years. They look like years. swordfish. You'd think it was a swordfish, but it's those big giant things with the big like pointy nose. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I need to go like, fishing. Like a beak. In New Zealand. Um, okay. All right. So I'm nearly, nearly ready to end the first half, but before I do. Thank fuck for that. Before I do, um, let's rewind it a little bit. Yeah. Cause I know we brushed over it in my uh, wonderful, handsome hosting manner. Let's get this straight. You fucking play Hitler in the film Jojo Rabbit that you're editing currently with your feet. Oh, God, I, wish I was hoping you wouldn't ask me about this. Well, you know. <laughs> we're not talking God, about- you ask the hard-hitting questions, don't you? We're not, talk- we're not talking about Dave Hitler from Scunthorpe. We're talking about Adolf Hitler, okay? Dave Hitler. We, we talk- I thought we were talking about- um, Are you playing Dave Hitler from Scunthorpe? Richard Hitler. Richard. His cousin. Dick Hitler, okay. Um, Dickler. Uh, so- Let's talk about it. Okay, so you, I mean, obviously the obvious boring question that um, everyone's going to ask you is, are you worried about the backlash? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> if I'm honest, for sure. Okay. Not only from the Jewish community, but also from um, the Hitler fans. From the Hitler fans. Yeah, of course, because there are so many of them yeah. right now. Yeah, I world. don't want to disappoint them either. <laughs> 
I'm sorry for everyone I feel so pale right now. And I am pale. Because you... I'm usually, like, a lot dark, like browner, darker. Right. So what's your, what's your, what's I the family... I feel like I've been in the sun for a long, long time. Okay. So you're like... What... My dad is Māori, okay. which is the indigenous people of New Zealand. My mum is white as they come. Her family is from originally from Russia, Russian Jews, and mixed with a bit of Irish mm-hmm. and a bit of all that sort of whitey kind of things going mm. on. And then... Um, and on my dad's side is Māori and a little bit of uh, French-Canadian. Oh, wow. Um, whaling. There was this whaler came down, had sex with one of our princesses. Out came my great-great-grandmother. An actual... So he tried you, to steal the baby, take her back to Canada. Mm. And he took the baby, went on his boat, and then he got to stop and get supplies at this place, a portiki, which is... Like a sort of from where from where our village is is probably like a like say like an hour and a bit yeah. drive like in a car. Anyway, our warriors, badass dudes, yeah. rode horses in, like across the land because he had to go like, out to sea and then go around and then like get to the, the port and then as he was restocking, they like turn up and like storm the ship and like take the baby back. And because of them, I'm here now. Because he would have taken the baby back to Canada, and then would have like ended that bloodline. So this is like some mad Ocean's Eleven kind of heist. Yeah, get the baby. Get the baby, starring Zach. Get the baby, bro. <laughs> get the baby, bro. <laughs> Go get that baby, bro. Starring Channing Tatum <laughs> and Zach Galifianakis coming to a it. cinema near you soon. Go get that baby, bro. Go get that. Fuck, there's something cool about. Uh, okay, that's a good story. Bro, where's my baby? There you go. You've got it. Ashton Kutcher. Bro, where's my baby? Bro, where's my baby? Bro, where's my baby's baby? Because her dad was the one who sent all the dudes to go and get oh, the baby. Shit. Yeah. So oh, yeah, she was like, my boyfriend stole the baby. And then he was like, fuck that. And then sent these dudes out. The like, plot fucking know. thickens. Yeah. Bros, go get my baby's baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby, I got your baby back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey baby, our bloodline shall survive. <laughs> hey baby, where's my baby's baby? Baby, two, the sequel. Okay, the revenge. So that's a film that I would definitely, probably watch on Netflix. No other formats. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. laser disc. I, I really like laser disc. Yeah, well, it's going to be long. That'll be a long movie. So be a flip long. it over, and also I have to find a laser disc player first. So that might take yeah. a little while. Yeah. Um, what about mini disc? I would listen to it. I'm the designer of the mini disc. What? Mm-hmm. What? What's his name? Please tell me. It's like Guy a rhymes with mini disc. <laughs> yeah. Finilius. 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 Guy Finilius mini disc. Guy. Fin- Oh, I think that was the name of the pizza guy. Raul. We called him Raul, but I think Guy Fanilius Fanilius Minidisc was his name also. And <laughs> I think there's a baby in that table that he delivered. Um, okay, so see, the, I find family history is fucking fascinating. Because on my nan's side, Ukrainian, Polish, and she, yeah. It, we, there we was might, a high five we, between us because we really basically nice brethren. So she from Ukraine back in the day. There's yeah. the story that she tells me. She tells me new stuff all the time. She's 90. In the last episode, I said 94. She's probably 96, but she won't listen to the podcast, so she won't be offended. Um, she's the best human being on the planet. Um, 
And so her great grandma, she, her great grandma had five daughters. And when her husband passed away, um, she had to support the farm, support her daughters, keep everything going. So she started to bootleg alcohol. Love it. I love your, your nan. She, this is my nan's grandma. Oh, shit. So this is great, great grandma. So she started bootlegging alcohol. She got arrested, sent to jail. And then she escaped from prison. What? She escaped from prison and got her five kids and took them all across Europe into England. Factual. Um, nice. Did she have a baby stolen? <laughs> she did have a baby stolen. <laughs> from a French she actually, white Canadian whaler. Because uh, if so, we could be cousins. <laughs> <laughs> she actually had six children and one of them got stolen by a Canadian whaler. Who went to New Zealand. Who <laughs> went to New Zealand. And now we are related. How many, how many parents... How many parents do you have? How many? <laughs> no. How many siblings do your parents have? Like, and, and like, uh, do, they, do they come from big families? How many siblings do what your parents have? Uh, so yeah, my mom's got a really interesting story because she grew up thinking her uh, being told her mum was her aunt, her aunt was her mum. You know? But that's what how I grew up was that all my aunties we just and to this day I still call them mum. Wow. And so we have like we just grew up. Like, I think most of us knew who our real mums and dads were, but um, but yeah, we'd always like some of some of the uncles were called dad, but like mostly it was all the aunties would be mum because they were always in and out and like you know we'd go and live with the, all of them and and they raised us and so so yeah, so that was like that was the style and I feel feel like that's kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. So was there you had a solid two that you knew? With I had a solid two. They went together, but like okay. I you know I knew who they were and like, okay. yeah. When I went with my mum, that was. My mum, yeah, but you know all my other aunties who, you know, were basically when you know when I wasn't living with my mum, if I was living with my dad or my grandmother, and then you know they'd be around them. Even so, yeah, we'd call um, our grandmother mum as well. Yeah, yeah. wasn't our real mum. Everyone's a mum. Yeah, it's easy. It's, it's easier easy. that way. It's easier to it's be easier a mum. Also, like, we do a thing where. So anyone of like your parents' generation is just uncle or auntie. Mm. Anyone of your generation is a cousin, yeah, or a brother or a sister, and then the generation. But we don't have like this cousin twice removed and all that because that's too complicated. Yeah, so that's an uncle. I'm definitely an uncle to some every, all of my mates' kids. I'm Uncle Corin to everybody. Drunkle Corin. Drunkle Corin. <sighs> it's just so painfully true. Um, okay. Drunkle Corrin. Drunkle Corrin's asleep on the couch <laughs> again, mum. He's asleep on the couch. It's Christmas Eve. Go sleep on the couch. It's covered in cranberries. <laughs> you know me so well. I can't help myself when I'm drunk. No, that's not cranberries, baby. That's cranberry juice. He's been having sea breezes all it's, night. It's blood. Someone should call it's blood. an ambulance. <laughs> it's blood. Is someone call an ambulance? Drunkle Corrin's vomiting blood again. <laughs> So like him. So okay. So you're 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 a little bit worried about the backlash because mm-hmm. you know I want to I want to the first half is is you know we're in fucking overtime in the first half. But no, I, this I, is the I second wanna, half now. No, this- <laughs> I'm not going overtime. I've got dinner to go to. Jojo Rabbit, real quick, you're gonna hit me up whilst the Taika Doodle is really fucking emancipating itself right now into a beautiful prize for Raul and all. The beautiful pizza people who need their Christmas presents this year, that charity. So I just give like doodles instead of tips? Yes, I think so. Do you guys tip um, we hotel don't tip, staff no, here? No, you don't tip anyone here. I don't okay, want... Okay, good, good. No, I'm glad because I think it's fucking stupid. Of course it's stupid. Tipping is just a hangover from... Okay, no, this is half time. <laughs> no, 
fucking half time. No, I'm, I'm not getting into my I, theory about no, tipping until the second half. Until right, you promise okay. me the second half. Okay, I'm the, done. the second half is going to happen very soon. So, Jojo Rabbit, it's happening. And it's next year. It's happening. Year. It's about Nazis. And it's about and fucking Nazis. And, and it's not about Richard Hitler. It's about the other one. That's right. Okay, cool. We're going to break now for the for this first. For the break. break. We'll be back for, shortly. You. Little teeny weeny. All Thank right, you. wait a second. Here we Can, go. Uh, oh, sorry, I just left my glass up there. Yeah. I'm almost so drunk oh, already. Yeah. I've got a DJ at some point. Okay, all right. Welcome back to in the second half of the Banks Giant Podcast. Uh, Merry Christmas Eve to everyone. Uh, happy Christmas Eve, especially to the Pizza Delivery Union. The Taiko Doodle's looking good. Is this your podcast? This is is all it is. And the second one, a second one, Stein. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to just have the ceremonial shot. It's the fucking thing. All right, we go. Yeah. All right, we did the shot. So this is what's going to happen in the second half. There's no more boring questions. Oh, cool. I'm not really interested in the questions. So what happens here is season two. We should have just skipped to the second half right at the beginning. We should have done that. But it's too late for that now. We're not getting that time back. No. This is time for the segments. This is all about the people that have pissed me off this week. And this segment is called Under the Patio. What is going to happen is I'm going to suggest the types of scenarios of people that have annoyed me this week. And you, as my intrepid guest, will have to then decide the type of capital punishment that they deserve for their crimes. Let's go. Ready. People that pretend cough... Burn them. Oh, sorry, what? That pretend cough around smokers to show their disgust. Mm-hmm. What should happen to them? No, what should we do to them? Yeah, what should we do to them? Guest? Um, well, we, well, um, should we kill them? Because I think we should kill them. I think we should bury them under the patio oh, straight Karen, away. We're not. No, we're this, this podcast is taking a real dark turn. I don't want to have my, <laughs> myself on record saying we, look, we should this kill is a, people. This is, look, this is all fictional. Oh, it's fictional? Yes, yeah, it's fictional. Oh, yeah. They're, chop chop them up. Chop them up. <laughs> okay. chop up into These fictional pieces. people that are in your film, we're going to chop them up. Because how dare you come over to me and pretend cough while I'm smoking and happily killing myself? Yeah. No, don't pretend cough. Just say... Fuck off with a cigarette. <laughs> or you, then you should pretend, you should have a pretend lozenge for them. That is a good answer. See, now we're in. Now we're in. Okay, let's start the they podcast all again. They get forced to eat pretend lozenges. Eat a pretend lozenge and chill the fuck out. Okay. People that keep knocking or kicking the back of your seat on a plane. Well, they're usually kids. Okay, so that doesn't change the question. What you do is you turn around, yeah. you say to them, you say to the kid, you do that again, I'm going to cripple your dad. Right, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. So and then the dad will go, the dad will stand up and be seven feet tall and mm-hmm. an MMA fighter. And you mm-hmm, go, what mm-hmm. I meant by cripple was a compliment. Compliment? I'll compliment your dad. Compliment? Keep going, kid. Keep on kicking, maybe more efficiently. Keep more kicking. Oh, it's like a, it's like this first. It's like the prototype of the massage seat. I really love it. Yeah, keep kicking. It's really. I had. It, I hear what you're saying. I had it the other day with saying. a grown a grown man. Yeah, kick, what you said kicking the back of my. I'll hurt your dad. I said, "Where's your dad?" He said, yeah, "He died in the war." And then you went, "Okay, well, okay, mm. good job." He actually had a twitch that he can he can help. Who it the guy? Actually, yeah, it was actually um, it was like Tourette's. Um, 
turned around and uh, apologised. Mm. People that go Tourette's of, the, Tourette's of the leg. Tourette's of the leg. You've heard of that, right? It's a real. Oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a real thing. There's actually a new. Uh, it's a new superhero. People that go in blackface as fancy dress, or at any time, in fact. Well, they should be made to wear blackface to work and all around town all day long for a month. And see of all the, the lost job opportunities mm-hmm. and the discrimination that they face. You are very diplomatic. In Jamaica. In... <laughs> I think every episode I think, oh, this guest is really diplomatic. I'll always find one. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. You're the most diplomatic one I've had so far. Yeah. Most times... Because I'm the most famous person you've ever talked to. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't I'm know joking. If that's, I'm joking. Know. I'm joking. It's hosted by a real life. I'm sure that one of the. I'm sure that. I'm sure that the. the I'm sure that the two guys from Bros were like. You know, a bit that was more. my. That was the best episode that I had. Um, that was the only other episode. No, that I I've had got to be very wary pizza. about what I say. Like this could be a soundbite. I mean, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not even gonna say it. As like you're gonna example. get this. You're gonna get this to edit. Don't worry. It. So you'll know. Oh, like I'm going to have time to edit your podcast for you. That's is that thought, what part of, part wait, of this I thought, thing is? I thought that was what you said Jesus you were going to edit it. Christ! And so for, that what I have to like design oh, the cover. And I don't know how to use a computer. You told me that you were going to edit it. Promote it. Oh, oh, what? Oh my god! I thought you said you were going to host my next episode for me. People next that, section. People that call you big man when they're trying to get past you. Did you ever get that? No, is it a thing from here? Is it a saying I think from that here? It does. It definitely happens. What's, what about bad man? Bad man. Yeah. Bad man's a good thing over here. Is bad man a comic character? Bad man. <laughs> do, you, do you want it to be a comic character? Bad man. That yes, that is a great comic book character. I think we should have we should have bad man as a character. What would he be wearing though? What 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 would they wear? What would he wear? He would wear like would he wear a thong? Just a, a real wedgie, like a big sort of like beanie. A beanie. Would you wear like a a rasta hat? A rasta hat. I don't know why I keep talking about Jamaicans, <laughs> but I'm obsessed. I think you should set your film. You're bad man. That's about the, the the stolen baby. Get my baby back. There should baby bros. bros. Go get my baby's baby. <laughs> Go get my baby's baby back. To Jamaica. That's going to be the second one. I think we. I think we're. <laughs> Bro, go get my baby's baby, Jamaica. Bro, go get my baby's baby, Miami. Is it basically CSI? I think CSI. this is what I, I think yeah. this is. All right, we're going to go to the second segment right now because you're so diplomatic. Yeah, you're so you want diplomatic. Controversial. You've only, I wanted. You want no, I don't want a controversial. I just wanted an outlet for my aggression and my anger. Well, that's your. This thing. is my thing. Okay, I can't help that. This is the only time. That's your thing, Ning Nong. <laughs> this is this very diplomatic insult. That was a really that was such a diplomatic insult. I don't even know what it offended, but I feel offended. It doesn't offend anyone know. except Nings and Nongs. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I feel like you were offending uh, doorbells. You were just like taking the oh, piss yeah, out I of. Like, you called you dingling. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. This one, the segment, the title of this segment changes every time. Look, you may or may not be interested in this, but I'm going to do it anyway for the listeners that have not been with interested. me since episode one of season two. It changes every time. 
Mm-hmm. Today's one is a veritable catacomb of fearsome quandaries for the utmost preponderance of the entire galactic okay. sphere. The first big question, big for a start, but yeah. which one didn't you understand? I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm moving forward. Okay. If you could eat one creature from a film or a TV show, what would it be and how would you cook it? My answer is the long dog from Neverending Story because it has so many fucking ribs. Oh, that thing. That, that, you know that dog is a, a, a pedophile. All the more reason Do to kill it. you see him when, right? when... All the more reason. No, when, oh, what's his face? Atreyu. Um, Atreyu! Atreyu. Atreyu is the horse, right? Artax is the horse, isn't it? I thought Atreyu was the... Artax is the horse, Atreyu is the kid. Atreyu is the kid. Atreyu okay. wakes up in the arms of, in the fairy embrace of, um, of what's his name? What's his name? Um, I was going to say Amadeus. Falcor. Falcor. Yeah. Because I was thinking Falco, rock me Amadeus. That is a fucking banger. Rock me Amadeus. Okay, so um, true. But you look at him; he's just—he's a disgusting little pedo. That dog. You think it's? I mean, you look at his eyes. His eyes are just sort of like. He's letting kids ride him all day long. How did the tree get clean? He was like. He was like all clean. That dog, that big, horrible flying dog, licked him clean. <laughs> Put his clothes back on, sucked all the mud off his clothes, and then he put them back the on him. He sucked the mud off his clothes. Then put them all, put, put them back on him. And then I snuggled up next to him. Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. So you're saying that if I ate him, then maybe I would somehow. That's fine. No, that's, no, no. No, I'm you think that's okay? I'm just saying, like, yeah, so fine. I, can I don't eat mind that? if he that's gets a lot, eaten. There's a lot of ribs. I was going to say, that? old, um, what's his face? Um, I was going to say Thelonious Monk, but you know the jazz musician, but that little okay. thing, that little thing, Salacious, 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 something from Return of the Jedi. That little fucking that gross monkey with a beak um, who hangs out with Jabba the Hutt and he lives in a cage. Oh, uh, okay. And he cackles. Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing. Because I'm thinking of the Rancor monster, which would also be good to eat. Because there's a lot of, of giant things. Giant things. You want I'm big th- meals. Big I like meals. Little things. I think that the other little Salacious Crumb, that's his name. <laughs> Salacious Crumb okay. is like a little quail. It's a Star Wars quail. Would you eat the eggs of Salacious Crumb or were they, it's going to be like quail oh, yeah, eggs? No, it's, it's, yeah. no, it wouldn't be like quails. It's more like caviar. Caviar. But then what? And turquoise. What poop hole is that coming out of? It's belly button. Belly button. And his nostrils. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Can you truly love someone whose favourite actor is Adam Sandler? Yeah. Okay, cool. You can love anyone. You can program your brain. <laughs> you can program yourself to love anyone. That is... Actually, I'm laughing, but that is actually true. No, diplomatic, but also true. Yeah. Very true. Can you trust someone who says no spoilers when discussing Titanic? Well, what do you mean? When Are they so, describing what's happening? So I've I've just seen Titanic again, yeah. right? And I'm like, you know what, man? As, a, as an adult re-watching Titanic. I walked out of Titanic because I knew what was going to happen. So you were so angry. No, I just thought it was, at the time, I thought it was terrible. And I walked out just as it hit the iceberg. Mm. And I went, okay, Okay. well, they're not going to. What, they're not going to jazz it up? They're not going to twist the tail. (laughs) What twist? It's not going to be like an an alternative telling. 
hit the, hit the iceberg. That's all I wanted to see. Yeah, it skirts past the iceberg. You know what it did, did it for me? Lots, you know what did it for me? Lots of headroom. The fucking hand on the sweaty window. Yeah, that was a bit much. Yeah, that was a bit much. I didn't really like that. Also, when's that going to happen? When have you got a hand free? He's had a drink. Drunk, 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 because I'm not a superhero. I have a poop hole. You get a bum. I have a poop hole. I always thought I was a superhero until I discovered oh, that. God. Um, <laughs> but can you truly, truly <laughs> love someone whose favorite band of all time is Simply Red? Okay, so. <laughs> I know for a fact that you can. Wow. Okay. Favorite band of all time. I'm talking about like. My friend's dad. Uh, is a massive Simply Red fan. Wow. And he's married. Is, and to the point where is uh, he went over to the house and he, he made me watch um, the final concert of Simply Red and right. sat there the entire time saying, oh God, oh, just look at him. Just look at him go. Oh, mm. just such, oh, just, that's just, uh, oh, I mean, that, and look, what a professional. What a professional. And just the sound. Oh, just the sound quality. <laughs> just going out absolutely in love with Simply The Red. sound quality. And he's married. Someone married him. Someone married him. So, you know what? Look, these are, these are just questions. These mm-hmm. are not judgments. They're not me being aggressive trying to kill someone. Don't worry. We're not doing all of them. Yeah, these are just, that's fine. Don't worry. We've got like one more to do. Okay. You know? Look, all right. All right, Don't man. You, get aggressive, you need to draw me another fucking tiger doodle so I can carry it off so my guy who delivers the pizza can buy his kids presents this Christmas. Whoa. Man, this is the most aggressive podcast I've ever been on. Do you know that's going to be the tagline for season three? I'm going to, do, I'm going to draw Chunk you without looking at my paper. The most you aggressive. Po- okay, you ready? Right, he's going to draw me okay, now. This, okay. Without looking without, down. Okay. He's, looking, he's looking me dead okay, in the windows of my soul. And he's drawing. <laughs> it looks great already. It looks really. Don't look down. I'm not looking down. I'm looking up at this Stop regal. moving your face. I'm keeping my. Stop f- moving your mouth. <laughs> Stop laughing. Stop smiling while you're smiling. Fine, so I'm, I'm smiling already. All right, this is this is real. Your little beard. It's happening. I'm talking with a penis. It's going to look like a penis, but I have a butthole. I'm not a superhero. This is this is what's happening. Oh shit! Oh my god! Here we go. Look at that. That is the best picture of me. Can you please sign it at the top? Because I'm going to put that. In. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. We were talking about getting matching tattoos. Tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> so we. Um, that is the picture that I'm getting tattooed on me tomorrow. Here um, we go. That is. Fucking Weird. beautiful. So that is fucking delicious. And on that note. And on that note, I've got one last final question, which is. Your podcast should be called And On That Note. And on that note. Um, I don't have any more questions. Uh, I would just want to say thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. And do you, do you have coming anything Coming all over to your add? podcast. There's already enough semen all over my laptop. Oh, to dude. Add. Grossy. Grossamundo. Grossy. Grossy. Grossa. So I heard, delicious. I heard you're directing the reboot of Clueless. Is When's that coming out? Cluedo. It was... Clue... 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 
the bio. Clueless is one of the greatest films ever made. I don't fucking care. I what fucking you fucking love say that about film. That and the Clueless. I have to defend myself on that. I fucking love Cluedo with starring Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Nice. To, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> so that was the most beautiful and poetic ending possible. Thank you once again to Taika for talking absolute breeze with me and clearly we've got you know a future hit on our hands with uh bros where's my baby's baby so watch out for that one big thank you to rake of vodka once again shout out to you for listening for 10 fucking weeks for the thanks for trying podcast season two it's been a beautiful season Season three coming sometime in 2019 when my liver recovers from all of this fucking drinking. Merry Christmas to you. I love you all very much. Big up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.